0: On this episode of Against the Grain, Albert Breer and I figure out how the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl again this year.
1: We are cutting against the grain. Against the grain. Against the grain. Against the grain.
2: grain. Now your host for Against the Grain. Against the grain. Here's Andrew Perloff. Against the grain. Welcome to
0: the Against the Grain podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Perloff. I'm here with producer Mario Miranda. Uh... Obviously a surreal time. We are on the brink of one of the biggest NFL free agency periods. Uh, We're on the brink of the NFL CBA decision this weekend. We're recording on Thursday and everything is changing the way the coronavirus is affecting news. We're going to focus on the NFL here. Obviously logistically right now where we stand, uh, basically player visits are getting canceled. Uh, The draft I imagine will be affected greatly shortly But uh, it's, to me, it's just such a weird thing because tampering begins on Monday Mm -hmm. and that's when all the stories are going to break. Like three days ago or maybe four days ago, NFL free agency was setting to be one of the dominant content points of the sports media industry in years. Tom Brady is a free agent. That is, that's like Peyton Manning (laughs) plus. And there's all sorts of other interesting free agents and it's going to get all blown up and We'll get into what that means, but uh, I want to talk for a second before we get into that, Mario. Okay. Patriots. Okay. I don't know if this has been wishful reporting, as Dan Patrick says, but there's been a lot about Tom Brady going elsewhere. It all makes sense. Uh, You know, He may want to prove that he can win elsewhere. Maybe the Patriots, in their typical cutthroat Patriots way, Mm -hmm. want to move on. If I'm the Patriots, maybe it's because uh, I'm feeling kind of weird about coronavirus or something. I say forget (laughs) it. I do not live for the future. I live for the present. Yep. I go all in this year take everything that people have been saying and just completely go against the grain and say, you know what? We're resigning Tom Brady and we're going to do anything we can. We're going to kick the salary cap. Ramifications down the road are we're going to build a champion for 2020 and keep the party going, which is not usually what franchises do, it, especially hardcore franchises like the Patriots. But I say go all in. That means sign Brady for sure. Give him two to three years. Uh, that means definitely draft two wide receivers. This receiver class is out of control mm-hmm. because I don't like what they've been doing at receiver. No, nope. that means resign their defensive guys like Kyle Van Noy, etc. That means free up some salary cap space. I don't care how, and bring in Brady help. That means everything is about this year, and I know from following the Patriots very closely over the last several years that's not how they think at all. No, nope. they cut every old guy. I'm telling you, go contrarian now. Uh, this reminds me, though, a little bit of the energy in the air around the Patriots. It's time to move on. Maybe go to Jared Stidham. Maybe bring in Andy Dalton. This is a this is a perfect on to Cincinnati opportunity for New England. You know, when everybody was like, "Oh, they're in huge trouble. Uh, they got blown out. The team is sinking," and they came out and said, "On to Cincinnati." They should on to Cincinnati this whole year. Take all the news story about them moving on from Tom. Take all that energy and do a typical Patriots move: rally the troops. Go in for 2020 and make this the year of the Patriot.
1: What do you think, Mario? Are you sold? Are you with me? I am 1,000% with you. I could not agree more with you on this take. So why do you think it is that the Patriots are
0: not really putting that message out there? Do you think they're negotiating with Tom Brady? Or do you think that they really want to move on and look toward the future?
1: I think uh, a little bit of egos. I think egos are getting in the way a little bit. Agreed. Belichick wants to prove that he can move on without Brady. Brady wants to get paid what he hasn't gotten paid in the past, which is, you know, the max or whatever, you know, be one of the highest-paid QBs. So I think that that's playing a big factor. I really think when it's all said and done, done though, Patriots are going to end up with Tom Brady.
0: Well, I mean, that's still what Vegas says. Obviously, there are going to be some interesting players. We're going to talk to the MMQB.com's Albert Breer, who's covered the Patriots and the NFL for a long time, seems to really have a handle on the situation. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because Breer keeps saying free agency is on stop until Tom Brady decides. I actually don't think that's true. I think a lot of decisions were made at the combine. I think news, depending on whether they push free agency back, is going to come fast and furious next week. Yep. I don't know how much we'll focus on it. Uh obviously coronavirus will be the one A story, I think, every day. Mm-hmm. But I think free agency is going to be huge. And it's not, you know, it's not just Brady for the Patriots because if they don't go Brady, they got to pick another quarterback, and it's an incredible free agent class. I mean, it's unprecedented. You know, Brady is not the only Hall of Famer out there. They got to resign Drew Brees in New Orleans. They got to do Philip Rivers somewhere. They, you know, another Who, future Hall of Famer. Andy who's Dalton, number
1: two after Brady. Who's the most coveted well? That, I mean, you look
0: at any free agent list right now. It's Dak Prescott's number one. The yeah. Cowboys have to sign Dak Prescott, Brady, Brees, Rivers. I mean, Jameis Winston's going to be out there. Yep. They got to sort of solidify the situation in Carolina behind Cam Newton. Someone's going to sign Andy Dalton, maybe Chicago. I mean, I I don't know. There's so much out there. Um, there, there, There's just an incredibly loaded class. You got the Ryan Tannehill ramifications. If something happens, I don't think Tennessee's going to go for Brady. Mm -hmm. But if he's loose, who signs Mariota? You know, if the Patriots did like go Brady, do they do a Dalton-Mariota-Stidham combo? I think that's an interesting... Proposition for Belichick. I think he secretly has always wanted a mobile quarterback. We're going to ask Albert <laughs> about that. Uh, there's just so many questions, and that's just quarterback. Yeah. You know, look at the rest Derek of Derek Henry. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Derek, there's so many other positions. And I, it's interesting, too, the wide receivers, this class, I've been I've been watching a lot of draft coverage, and it just keeps hitting me over the head. This year's wide receivers are crazy. This is, as Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network says, this is probably the best wide receiver class in recent memory. Say you're the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, you might have missed with Nikhil Harry. Yeah, <laughs> I like Nikhil Harry. He might be good. Who knows? Long time. You definitely missed on that Muhammad Sanu trade. That was a mistake. <laughs> yep. But just read the, you know, you could get guys in the third round who are going to start in the NFL. It's happened last
1: year. It wasn't even a great wide receiver. You, think, why you think so? You don't oh, think all those God. guys are going to get snatched up in the first two rounds? No way.
0: They're, everyone. Look at this list. I'm just going to name off the top of my head. Actually, I'm reading it. <laughs> 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 I'm going to read uh, CD Lamb. Amazing. First Jerry- rounder. First round or top ten, Jerry Judy. I think he's been underrated in this draft process. He's first unbelievable. Round. Henry Ruggs, first round. Yep. T. Higgins, first round. Yep. Justin Jefferson. I think first round. Yeah. think so? Oh yeah, I he ran well at the combine. Laviska Shenault. Yeah, uh, might be a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know, you go down Denzel Mims, Jalen Rager. I think Rager might slip into the first round. But you could get in the third round. You can get like Antonio Gandy Golden, who's going to be really productive right off the bat. He could be one of the best in this class. Yep. You go down the list. There's so many, you know. There's so many guys, and you can find receivers. Chase Claypool had, you know, had that amazing combine. Michael
1: Pittman, USC. Oh,
0: yeah, these guys are all good. In a normal year, they would all be first and second round picks, but they're going to fall in third or fourth. So Patriots and uh, and uh, I got to tell you, in Philly right now, they're salivating over that wide receiver <laughs> class. But uh, get, not get it distracted here. It's about the Patriots winning the Super Bowl in 2020 because you know. If let's face it, if Tom Brady's not there, they no one's picking them. I think Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time, but I don't think he can do it without him. I, I I really I really like the team to rally in that underdog way, I just I just know this team. They love
1: doing this. They've done that in the past, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, when Brady's gotten hurt, he missed a full season, and who came Matt in? Castle, Matt Castle, and they were, what eleven and five that they year. They missed the playoffs, but yeah, they, were, they missed the playoffs that year. Yeah, they, they were I, like eleven and five. weren't they?
0: I think so, and I think they missed the playoffs that year uh, for some reason. They did have a big record. They weren't that good of a team though, because he I mean, went
1: and got paid by uh, Kansas City, didn't he? Right after, yeah.
0: We've done on this podcast why the other places. Don't work for Brady. I mean, they're yeah. so obvious. The Chargers, you're stuck with Mahomes out there, and everyone always gets hurt on the Chargers. Mm-hmm. The Bucks don't have a recent history of getting it all together. The Titans don't pass the ball that much. So I, that's again, I've get back to Brady's the better fit. Hey, we'll follow this up if he does sign somewhere else. Yeah, you know, it's not out of out of the realm of possibility. So I'm pulling up the 2008 season when Matt Castle led the Patriots to an 11 and five record. Yeah. They lost the division to the Miami Dolphins wow. and did not reach the playoffs. Interesting. And that the other wild and card teams were the Ravens and the Colts, who were both the Ravens were 11 and five and the
1: Colts were 12 and four. That's and five, crazy. 11 and five gets you into the playoffs today. It sure it's, does.
0: Yeah. All right, let's bring in Albert Breer uh, to get his thoughts on Tom Brady and what's next for the Patriots. All right, Albert. Before we get into the Patriots, what do you expect to happen on Monday when free agency sort of begins with tampering uh, in terms of coronavirus? Are they talking about yeah. delaying it, or is it going to be business as usual?
2: Well, I, you know, I, and, and look, I mean, I, I think some people will probably be listening to this. And, you know, things are changing minute to minute, yeah. so there could be just could, decisions could come before this season, <laughs> this podcast even goes up. Um, here, here's where I think the main issue for the league is, uh, and you know how these teams operate, Andrew. Yeah. The competitive part of this, I think they need to take that out of all of it. And, you know, I I know there's some teams that still have some scouts on the road at this point, um, still have plans um, down the line to go to different pro days and everything else. And I think a lot of that is just, well, if this team's not taking their scouts off the road, then we can't take our scouts off the road. And so, you know, I think with the league sort of dragging its feet on this, what they're doing is they're putting a competitive issue injecting a competitive issue into what should be decisions over people's health. Right. Yeah. And so I would expect, and I think the league will probably do something to change the way that front up works. because That's where a lot of the travel is happening. And you know, this, this is peak travel season for a lot of NFL people, um, you know, and then free agency is an interesting one too, because I, I, theoretically that wouldn't, you wouldn't have the same concerns, but I mean, if you're going to be closing team facilities, like, how much work is on those computers that they're doing, like, how much how much of the resources they need to run free agency um, is in-house, you know, and how much of that can you take home, and um, how are you going to be running negotiations if you're not in the facility, and so I think that's another issue. I mean, I, I think they want to forge uh, ahead with free agency, and let's not, like, you know, let's not be naive to think that the league hasn't thought about how they could have next week all to themselves from a <laughs> rating standpoint.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, that's definitely part, part of it, but but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's definitely some concerns, even with the free agency part of it. To me, like the pro day thing and the, the annual meeting and all that different stuff, that's academic. I think all of that stuff needs to be called off or at least altered significantly. Oh, yeah.
0: Our friend James Palmer just tweeted, by the way, that Michigan football canceled Friday's pro day. But I know yeah. you and James probably feel like it's a much smaller pro day than Ohio State pro day. Uh, yeah, this year, well, right?
2: there, there, there's not <laughs> as much for the NFL teams there as there is in Columbus. But I, you know what? what's crazy about that is now you have colleges doing it before NFL before the NFL is doing it. Yeah. which is not me, right? Like the colleges are sitting there, like I mean, the, the, like the NFL effectively backed Michigan into a corner there, right? Because it's like, all right, well, this is tomorrow, so if you guys aren't going to do anything, then we have to do something, you know? And so, and, and that's a competitive thing for those kids too, isn't it? Right? I mean, Absolutely. You about it, man, yeah. You know, like, like like if if this if I'm a say um. You know, and like pick a name. Like, if I'm someone coming out of Michigan this year, John Runyon Jr. or uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, I like, and I don't have the opportunity to, to, to work out at my pro day, and this receiver and this offensive tackle over here has an opportunity to work out of his pro day, well, that puts me at a disadvantage, right? So, there are all kinds of competitive issues that I think the league needs to step in and take care of here.
0: Absolutely. Uh, it's funny, too, because this, I was thinking on Monday, we we're going to have the NCAA tournament and we're going to have the labor deal and free agency beginning, and I was thinking, what's going to be the A story on Monday? Is it going to be NFL or college basketball? I mean, Tom Brady is going to be, it's going to really be peaking on Monday, isn't it? That's going to be one of the biggest news days in NFL history, and it might get overshadowed.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. You know, you think on one end that the schedule is clear for them now because all the other sports are canceling, and then the other part of it, which is, you know, that this is not going to be looked at the same way because there's something... Obviously, I mean, I don't need to say it, but much larger than football going on in our yeah. country. And so, um, you know, that part of it I think is really interesting. And I, you know, h- how about this, too? Like, if you're a team and you want to give a guy a physical, like, say, 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 say you're the Colts and you want to sign Philip Rivers, like, I, he's, oh. you know, he's 38 years old. You probably want to give him a physical before you sign him, right? Like, and, like so, can you do that? Like there are all sorts of logistical issues that are that 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 are involved here too. But no question, I mean, I, I like Monday is going to be a really really interesting day with the franchise tag deadline. I mean, there are some of those that 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 are going to wind up relating to Tom Brady, um, you know. And then of course, you know, the start of the tampering period, and the agreements that are to come, and, and the beginning of the league year two, year two days later.
0: So we were talking on the podcast about the Patriots. Uh, you had written. Uh, Monday, I believe that free agency is sort of held up by Tom Brady. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot at Dan Patrick Show. It seems like the simplest explanation for the entire NFL is that Tom Brady resigned. Why don't? Why is it the attitude in Foxborough? Hey, let's go all in for one more year. Let's resign who we can on defense. Let's draft some receivers. Let's bring in Tom. Let's go for it 2020. Is there any of that attitude or is it a different attitude? No,
2: I- I can tell they want him back. (laughs) It's just they want him back on their terms. Brady will go back, but he'll go back on his terms. And so, you know, the the question is whether or not one side can mesh their terms with the other side, you know, and that's really where we're at. And, you know, I I wasn't even that surprised um, that the meeting was sort of either business as usual or didn't go well or however you want to put it last week, that phone call, because, you know, Bill is treating Tom the way he treats every other player that comes through that building. And I can tell you a great story. I mean, I, I was with Drew Bledsoe a couple of years ago and um, you know, obviously things didn't end well for him in New England in 2001. And he 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 admitted he harbored some ill will over the whole thing and everything else. And um you know he's going back for the first time when he's being inducted into the team Hall of Fame. And he told me he was like sort of terrified to go back because he didn't want to approach Belichick, right? And so you know, he, uh, you know, before the ceremony, he goes and he sees Bill and he said that he was stunned how friendly and nice Bill was. Mm. And he came over and he was, and he was like, I, I couldn't believe it. And he's like, he was asking about my wine and he was asking me about my kids. And like, like it was just a t- totally different guy. And as Drew and I talked about it, it's like, ultimately that's how disciplined Bill is about compartmentalizing yep. his life. It's you're either in your his personal life or in his professional life. And if you're in his professional life, you're in one category and you're in his personal life, you're in another category. And Tom Brady, great as he is, greatest player of all time, is still in that professional life category yeah. for Bill. And, you know, I, I this is the way he handles negotiations. He puts a value on a player, says, This is what I think you're worth and you can get more, God bless you. But this is waiting here for you. And even like I can take it to another level, Andrew, like with free agents the way they handle it they may put 20 offers out to to, to guys knowing every one of those offers is low right and say go see if you can get more than this if not we're here and what will wind up happening two or three of those guys will come back and they'll get really good deals so it's just the way bill operates and i think if you're tom it's certainly understandable 20 years in the bank and what you've done for that franchise that, that would irk you a little bit that you aren't being treated like you know anything more than employee number twelve?
0: Oh, absolutely. What uh, What are you guys talking about that the Patriots can do to restock around Tom Brady if he does come back? Uh, obviously, I think yeah. everyone focuses on the offensive weapons. Was there more that they need to do this off season?
2: No, I mean, I think it's. I think that's the that's primarily it. You know, and I, I, uh, I actually had Charlie Weiss on my podcast the other day, and yeah, I heard he it was great. About his priority and everything else. And Charlie said, like, you know, he's like, well, you know, the, the number one thing is well, I Tom has around him, and I agree with that. Like, I think there was a lot of frustration on Tom's part and that he didn't have enough help around him last year. And, you know, I know some people got on him about that, but if you're as competitive as Brady is, you're not just going to be competitive about team performance. You're going to be competitive about individual performance, too. And if you don't think you're playing well because of what's around you, that's going to frustrate you. And I think that's where he was last year. And so what's tricky about this is, you know, the Patriots have to sort of prove to Tom, like, this is the best football situation Mm -hmm. for you. And, you know, part of that's going to be who can you bring in. But if you wait till the beginning of free agency, that's kind of tricky too because he may be enticed to go somewhere else at that point. And that's why, you know, I've been told that they're very, very active on the on, in trade talks right yep. now looking at receivers, looking at tight ends. Um, you know, I think you can look at, you know, guys who are maybe at the end of the rookie deals or more affordable like camp, right, the tight end in, in Tampa. O.J. Howard may be there the receivers in Houston, Will Will Fuller's at the end of his rookie deal. Um, you know, there are some names out there where the Patriots can get a little creative and look and say, okay, if we can pluck this guy or this guy, have an agreement before free agency, maybe we have something that Tom can look at. The tricky part about that, though, Andrew, is, is that if they go all in on these win-now moves and then Brady doesn't come back, well, now they've got an aging roster without the quarterback, which could be even more of a problem. So it's just sort of a lot of balls in the air, and and Belichick's going to be trying to thread the needle over the next few days.
0: Of the possible Tom Brady teams other than the Patriots, are there any wide receiver groups or receiver groups that you think stand out, like the Bucs, Chargers, Titans, or Niners? Is there any situation out there where you say, wow, Brady could really do well here?
2: The Titans stick out to me because Brady's always done well with inside weapons, Hmm. right? And so, you know, I love the Chargers receivers. Like Keenan Allen and, and, and Mike Williams are great. Um, and they did. They, they, they are working to improve their offensive line and trading for Trey Turner. And I think there will be a corresponding move to get a left tackle somewhere here in the next few days. Um, you know, but the, but those guys, Williams and Allen, are these big outside weapons, right? Yeah. Um, and what Brady's always been at his best with is those in, those inside weapons, guys that he can play point guard with. And if you look at the Titans, they all they they have the outside guys and AJ Brown and Corey Davis, but they also have. Adam Humphreys and John M. Smith. And to me, I look at the Titans and I'm saying to myself, okay, like, this is perfect for Tom. You got a first year coordinator or a, a coordinator going in a second year, and Arthur Smith, who has proven what he can do, who's worked in a lot of different systems. You've got the inside weapons that work for Tom, plus guys on the outside. You can bring back Jack Conklin, and you got Derrick Henry behind you. And of course, Mike Vrabel is the head coach. So all this stuff works. If I look at it on paper, the problem is, the Titans really like Ryan Tannehill and Mm. I know it sounds crazy that you pick Tannehill over Brady, but I'm just telling you that's in play right now. And it has been in play in the contract talks with Tannehill. Um, Obviously the franchise tags a consideration there. And um, you know, the Titans do have to take sort of a 3000 foot view of this whole thing too. It's just, it can't just be about who you take to win a game tomorrow because I think most of us would take Brady. It's gotta be what's best for your franchise long term. And obviously Brady's got a limited window in which you keep he can play.
0: I was looking back at when Peyton Manning signed with the Broncos. Nobody was talking yeah. about Eric Decker and Demarius Thomas as these weapons. And then Peyton Manning came in there and all of a sudden they were getting twelve hundred yards. So maybe right. maybe he could make these, uh you know, he can make something. You're right though. Tennessee sure feels like his spot. One more question, Albert, then I'll let you go. I know it's a busy day. Tell me about Andy Dalton and the Patriots. I kind of known that they've always respected Andy yeah. Dalton, even though he hasn't really done well against him. I know belt. It seems like they played a lot. He's seen a lot of them on tape. Is there a respect for Andy Dalton in the building?
2: There is. And I, and I know this is, this one's probably close to your heart. Right? <laughs> yeah. You knew this was coming. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think he is. I mean, I, I think that, that, that he's somebody who, and, and again, I think, you know, if you look at Josh McDaniel's history, um, you know, he can win with quarterbacks who can go out there and, and function in the offense. I mean, like Kyle Orton, believe it or not, like people don't forget this. Like he had pretty decent numbers when, when Josh had him at Denver, there was the Matt Castle year. Of course, They made it work with Jacoby Brissett, and Jimmy Garoppolo when they were young players during Brady's suspension. And so, you know, I, I think Josh, I think Josh would like to have either a quarterback that he can build a different type of offense around or somebody who's going to play point guard for him and, I think the point guard would be Dalton. I think the different type of offense guy would be Mariota. And they do they do like Jared Siddham. And so I think they'll be pulling multiple levers here. And one key could be, is Andy Dalton willing to take a little bit of a pay cut to come in? Mariota would come cheap. Obviously, Siddham's cheap. Um, I do think part of the equation here, um, if Brady is gone for the Patriots, will be quarterback economics. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think Belichick's very just enticed by the idea of having what the Chiefs, the Rams, the Eagles have had in recent years, where they were able to build really good rosters around quarterbacks that were cheap.
0: Any rookie that you think Belichick might be interested in? Say Maybe a Jalen Hurts or a mobile guy?
2: Yeah, I'd have to look at it closer, yeah. but I will say this. like I you know, I, I sort of had a beat on them like he said in last year, and it relates back to what they did the year before with Danny Etling. Yeah, um, And I, I know a lot of the listeners aren't going to know that name. He's a quarterback at LSU. The, the Patriots took him in the seventh round. Well, with Etling, what they saw was some physical ability, but he wasn't very well coached in college. They didn't think the LSU coaches did a great job with him. And so what they saw was sort of a distressed asset in Etling. So then they took that concept and they applied it to Stidham, and it worked, right? Like Stidham was in what was a bad offense for him in college at Auburn. Um, but he had physical ability as a blue chip recruit coming out of high school, as you know, and so they saw him as another one of these guys who's going to be undervalued as a distressed asset. And so, I mean, I had to get a little deeper into my kind of like, like, like deeper yep. looking at it and everything else. I, I like the one guy that sort of I don't know the one guy that is kind of, that right will be Justin Herbert, but he's not going to be around when they're when they're.
0: Picking. Oh, right, no, he won't.
2: Um, you know, so he'd be one the other guy that I that I think the, the other thing that the other one that I think you should look at for different reasons is Jake fromm um, and the reason why um, one thing I've been told consistently about fromm is that he can handle a lot of volume um, mm-hmm. like you can give him a lot and yep. he can run a very complex offense and I mean I'm telling you this is going back to last summer when I started digging into these guys um, a lot of people have said to me with fromm he'd be a particularly good fit for teams like the Raiders and Patriots where you've got Offenses, so John Gruden's offense you know, with the Raiders and Josh McDaniel's offense with the Patriots. We've got offenses that have a lot of volume, that are asking a lot mm. of the quarterback mentally. And so Fromm would be a fit in that way. So I would look on one end and Fromm, for that reason, kind of the point guard type guy. And then maybe if there's somebody there that, that they would look at as a distressed asset, a guy who maybe didn't play in a great offense or wasn't all that well coached to, in college. I mean that to me was what Etling and what Stidham were over the last couple of yeah. years when they picked them.
0: Yeah, and I believe don't quote me, Danny Etling is part Jewish, uh, which is you know is that right? I, I believe he is along with Edelman and apparently Jerry Judy too. But we will get into that. Hey, um, so
2: Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Judy's uh, yeah, well Jerry Judy's honorary. Right. He's out it.
0: trust me, we'll take him. Uh, Edelman was getting into me on Twitter because I got too excited. I, I think I hit too close to home there with Edelman saying that Judy's the best Jewish wide receiver. But uh, I, and I'll tell you, you can't say I was not offended by that at all. <laughs> by the way, just so you, everyone out there knows, did, did you think that was offensive what Jerry Judy was doing? I don't.
2: I mean, I'm not Jewish. Yeah. Right? Like I, 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 hate to, I, yeah. I hate to. Take. I can't. I can't take a strong stance on that. Oh, of course. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's hard for me to. Yeah. I'll put it this. Way. I've learned not to. to yeah, say you're right. This is offensive, or this is offensive. You're right. Or that's, that's not offensive. Great point. Because if you're not like if you're not that, then it's maybe not really your place to say. Yeah,
0: I could say it. It didn't offend me. Uh, and I also, by the way, I think he's an amazing player. But that's uh, besides the point. We're going to be following you really closely. What do you think it all hits hits the fan as it is? Uh, when when is your Twitter feed? I know you're right Sunday night, but when is it really going to start heating up with free yeah, agency? I
2: mean, like last year. It's funny because they instituted this tampering policy. Yeah. And then for a couple of years, or the tampering window, and then for a couple of years it was like, okay, you get trips and drafts during that window, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then then, then after a couple of years it got to the point where everybody stopped caring about that. And now, and then last year, if you remember, I mean, I think Trent Brown signed with the Raiders, or the news of Trent Brown signing with the Raiders got out at like 12.02 on Monday. And so – I would think it's going to happen pretty fast. There's a different dynamic this year, too, because of the CBA, too, because we're going to know one way or another on the CBA. And this isn't assuming nothing gets canceled or pushed back or anything, but we're going to know uh, Saturday at 11.59, or the teams will know, at, at Saturday at 11.59, whether or not the CBA is passed. So then all these teams are going to be sort of holding back because, quote-unquote, we don't know the rules. Um, are going to have 36 hours to try to keep their own free agents. They're have 36 hours to try to get word out. Side free agents oh, okay. and so I, I, you know, it's it's going to be interesting because I know having talked to some teams at the combine, the 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 teams say that the agents were sitting way too high on their players um, that are going to be free agents, and conversely, the agents would tell you that the teams, the teams that are shooting cl- their cards super close to the vast mm. ages of. A lag between the combine and free agency, and B, because of the rules thing. And so I, you're just going to have sort of, I think, this explosion of clandestine communication over that 36 hours. And I think that could lead to deals happening pretty fast on Monday.
0: Absolutely. We'll be following you really closely here at the Dan Patrick Show on Monday. Good luck and stay safe. And hopefully, I'll see you really soon, bud.
2: Dawson. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs>
0: Thanks to Albert Breer, the dot com at Albert Breer on Twitter. Uh, Mario, I think uh, I think he is sounding like the most logical explanation is Brady goes back. That's kind of, one of my takeaway. That you know anything can happen. We're both saying that, but it yeah. feels like if I was going to go to Vegas right now, or actually anywhere, you don't have to say go to Vegas. You don't. You I would bet, bet on you that. Want. I would bet on that Brady future to the Patriots. Except you really can't win with that, which is annoying me, by the way, because I do want to put money down on that.
1: Yeah. What uh, I know? What would you bet? Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't really see unless something happens, which I mean, I hope it happens. Just being in the media, you know, that would be a fun storyline to just follow along. But I think it'll just be business as usual. New England. They'll resign him. They'll get a couple receivers. They'll probably win the Super Bowl next year.
0: Do you walk around and say I'm in the media? Like, does that work in bars? And yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, like, yeah. I'm in the media. I'm, so I'm, all right, let's do a little role playing. I'm in a bar. I, ask way. me what I do for a living. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. What do you do for a living?
1: Um, I'm, I'm in the media. I work in like sports. I'm a television radio show. I'm a producer in a television radio show. Television radio?
0: What do you mean, television radio show? Well, we're on TV and on radio. So, so are you
1: a radio show or are you a TV we're show? We're both. What do you mean you're both? We do both. We're on the radio, and then we're on television as well. Wait,
0: aren't you that guy who missed the jump shot at the end of the semifinal, in the AUAA first inaugural season?
1: I think my buddy's calling me. I'll be right back. Uh, Well played, Mario. Well
0: played. All right, so you have the official against the grain prediction for now. Tom Brady goes back to the Patriots. Uh, Crazy week. I hope everyone out there stays safe. Uh, It's going to be an interesting week in the NFL again going to be amazing because it'll probably be the B story on Monday as the coronavirus story continues to grow. Um, I I don't even really know what to say about that. I'm just going to focus on the deals. Uh, my buddy Case Keaton will be signing a deal next week. He's a free agent. Yep. Andy Dalton will be traded probably closer to the draft because he's not a free agent. He has to be traded. Uh, Tom Brady I expect by Thursday or Friday. I, I don't think it'll happen Monday for Tom Brady. I think by Thursday or Friday. So uh, very interesting. Um, it should be uh, a lot of fun. Philip Rivers, too, I expect early.
1: What do you think is going to happen to the draft if it doesn't happen in Vegas? Is it going to be like one of those old school where there's like 30 people sitting in a, in a small room? Well,
0: and... they could do it in Vegas, just no fans. I mean, why Vegas is just as good a place as New York.
1: Yeah, but the, you think they're still going to do it as oh, big on they, like on the on the water? They, they had all it, that plan. They can do
0: it online, like a fantasy draft, like your buddies. Like that's like good. the Vikings
1: will be on. It's like wait,
0: something's wrong with my Wi Fi. I, I can't get. It. And then you get auto drafted. It's like whoa, my, my God! I can't believe you. You just stuck me with uh, with a. Uh, Doug Baldwin (laughs) in the second
1: round. This is totally unfair. Christian Worf's out of Iowa. Uh Tackle. (laughs) (laughs) They're
0: going to have an online draft, just like a fantasy draft. And then you're going to get auto-drafted if you screw up. Uh, (laughs) All right. All right, everyone. Be safe. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to Against the Grain football podcast. And make sure you check out the new Dan Patrick Show on YouTube. Tell them where to find it, Mario. YouTube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. The Dan Patrick Show. Awesome. Take care. Talk to you soon the grave.